0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply.
1: The Cowboys were going to do have a running play, or Dak would audible into a running play that they called a run blitz. Now, yeah. is that concerning for you that maybe the league is, or at least the Saints, and have picked up on a telltale sign from the Cowboys?
2: Well, you know, it's it. You got to give Dennis Allen a lot of credit for the plan he had. You got to give him a lot of credit for how confident he was that he felt like that his defensive line and linebackers could play six seven in the box and still make stops. You know, they got in that cover two look and they and the Cowboys tried to run him out of it and they couldn't do it because they couldn't do enough to get any type of running game established where Allen would have to bring that eighth guy down in the box or that extra guy in the box to kind of stop him. And, you know, once Allen felt like that, you know, he's like, hey you know my my guys are holding up up front. You know we're not winning many one on one matchups. You know Malcolm Brown is doing a good job and you know of, of kind of clogging things up in there. And you know the, that was a that was a that was a big uh, a big uh, test for the Cowboys to have to run the ball. I thought that this team would be able to run the ball on the edges. I thought that's kind of where they were going to be able to attack and you know get Zeke on the outside. I think they had one toss sweep. the 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 Saints did a nice job of rallying it to, to kind of keep it as a, a one yard or two yard gain there. But nearly not enough uh, with that. Nearly, uh, you know, they didn't get uh, uh, Tony Pollard really involved in this game. I think that was a mistake. But yeah, I'd, I'd watch some tape, a bunch of tape of Houston and and Seattle and the Rams and those people. And every it seemed like they were just taking the 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 ball and, and working it to the edges, and they were having some success. And but yeah, you, you know, run blitzes are are a good thing to have, you know. And they their linebackers did a good job too of stepping up playing square, not getting turned, and Cowboys with that crowd noise too, maybe a half count late coming off the ball, and when that happens, then those blockers, excuse me, those rushers get into you, those defensive linemen get into you, and now the control, the line of scrimmage uh, goes the other way. So, uh, yeah, good game plan, uh, not the best effort from the Cowboys up front, and they, as they watched the tape, they surely understood that.
1: And they are probably going to carry some of those ideas with the idea of better execution into this week because Green Bay has been run on so much. Is that what you're expecting?
2: Well, you know, with Green Bay, it's it's interesting because Philadelphia really spread them out. And then all of a sudden, you know, when you spread guys out, you create natural lanes. And But Philadelphia also did a really good job, and I think this is going to be in the game plan this week, is what we call angle blocks or down blocks. And so when you get down, down, and then a guy around in space – now, now you've got to, you know it's real. It's it's much easier as a offensive lineman to block and shield down than it is to take one on one and try and move or zone block. And they had some problems last week with the game with some with some leakage with some of the guys getting off blocks and then getting in on the plays. And you know that's uh, something that they're going to definitely have to work on and be ready for. But yeah, I would say that that, that, that we're going to see a little bit more from the Cowboys of. Uh, maybe uh, Zach Martin coming down and Lyle Collins coming down. And then now you get uh, you get uh, Travis Frederick in space, you know, let him kind of be the puller, or, you know, but you're going to have some form where guys are going to be angling or shielding, and then they're going to run the ball behind that. I think that's going to be a part of their game plan uh, this week to run the football. The Eagles did a really good job too with using their tight ends or their H's uh, as wham guys. And I mean, wham, they were coming inside and trapping guys. They were trapping defensive ends. Uh, ball was coming inside of that. So yeah, there's there's some certain things you could do with that. And then there's also the misdirection, what I call like scissors, where you show the ball going left. I wrote about all this in uh, my final thoughts today that are going up. Uh, but you, you show the ball going one way and then it bends back the other, like Dak will show the ball to the left. And then all of a sudden you cut it back to the right. You know, it's a it's a play that the the Cowboys use quite a bit. Uh, you know, when they when they need to show a little bit more misdirection, it's a play the Philadelphia Eagles had some really good success. So, if it's a copycat league, get ready for some scissors from the Cowboys this week.
3: Last week we saw Marshawn Lattimore give Amari uh, Cooper a little bit of trouble. He's Game got a, Hell. Yeah. another tough one this week. Yeah, Jair Alexander. Do you you yeah. see Jair Alexander? Traveling with Cooper? Have you seen that with uh, watching you know, the base think, tape?
2: Yeah, I don't think they really want to travel much with uh, you know with the receiver. Now they could very well do that though, and. You know, KT, we have to see what the uh, what the status of Kevin King is because they could be. If Kevin King were to play in this game, it would be a little bit easier for them to say, "Okay, we can do some of the things that we saw last week." I mean, I think I think that Alexander is every bit as good as a cornerback uh, as, as what he saw last week with Lattimore. Now, the biggest difference in this game for the for the for the Cowboys' sake is they will have uh, you know they will have Michael Gallup back, and that will help. Tremendously with that ability to the inside routes, the things that he does, the the run after catch. You know, if if the if the Packers want to sit there and say, okay, we'll take we'll take uh, Cooper out of the game with Alexander. Well, then now uh, you know a, a nicked up King. Uh, we'll see what Traymond Williams could do. We'll see what Josh Jackson could do. We'll see what those guys could do playing against a guy that's a really explosive player. And uh, you know, in uh, in Michael Gallup. Yeah, King. King,
3: sorry, Ben. King did not practice today. So. Okay, if
2: King doesn't practice, he hadn't practiced all week. Yeah, and KT will tell you that if King doesn't practice, he will miss games, and that's kind of where he's at. He'll miss, uh, you know, he'll miss uh, probably two games or three games because he uh, he's always nicked up. He's a really good player when he's on the field. The problem is he's just not a very tough guy.
1: All right, we're talking to Brian us on the Benin Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan, with the Cowboys facing Aaron Rodgers. There's lots of talk about where Aaron Rodgers ranks all time. Yeah. There's talk about where he ranks today, where he is right now. And so as you prep for this game and watch the film, give us your analysis and assessment of where Aaron Rodgers is right now.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. With Aaron Rodgers, you know, you still have. I, I think he lives for these types of games. If you tell him that, hey, you're not going to have Adams, and you know, you're not you're going to be down this guy, that guy, whatever. I I think he actually lives for the opportunity that he's going to find a way to go out there and beat you with Geronimo Allison and Valdez Scandling. You know, I think he I think he relishes that that chance. That you know what? Okay, I'm going to go out here. It's a nationally televised game. You know, I'm going to continue to make throws and, and not let these things bother me. I, I, he still has the ability to move, uh, to buy time in the pocket. That's the thing that kills you the most, his ability to uh, to, to, to just continue to play and, and make the play extend. And, you know, you're back there you're trying to cover, you're plastering guys, you're scrambling. And then, you know, he seems to find the guy that you don't do that to. Or he'll run out uh, the pocket. And I think that, you know, when you have a veteran defensive end, say a guy like, uh, you know, with Robert Quinn, who understands how to rush up the field but stay at the level of the quarterback. The, a lot of these guys, when you play Rodgers, will rush too far up the field. And then what happens, David Bakhtiari, or the tackles will widen you on the play, and then there becomes a natural lane between the guard and the tackle, and that's where Rodgers will find a way to escape. You know, those are the things. I don't think he wants to run all the time, but I think he's, he's he knows he has to at certain times. The thing he has to be very mindful of, these linebackers for the Cowboys can really run and cover ground. So, you know, if he's up running, you know, how many hits does he want to take? He's been good about getting down on the ground. But uh, yeah, he realizes how important he is to Green Bay's success. So he's going to stand there and make as many throws as he can. But he'll also, if you collapse the pocket on him, he'll just take a sack. He'll go down and fight for another day uh, if you can get close enough to him. So again, Crawford playing some defensive tackle in this game. You've also got Collins; those guys in the nickel. If they could get the push in the middle, if they could squeeze the edges, keep him in the pocket, and make him feel that, and then squeeze him down and get him to the ground—that's that's the best uh, best route for success.
1: All right, uh, talking to Brian Broadus here, brought to you by WinStar, the WinStar World Casino and Resort. That's Thank for the good. Yeah, Appreciate that, guys for the good times always roll. Um, okay, so uh, so Broadus is the biggest concern for you
2: from a Cowboy standpoint pass blocking this week I think Rodgers is my biggest concern but I mean it but if you if you look at the two things I think that that make the most sense is I, I am concerned about uh you know in my gut feeling I did write about the the two things I thought about were Rodgers and then I thought about what's going on with Cam Fleming at left, at left tackle and you know is the game plan I, I think early in this game they're going to let Cam Fleming block one-on-one. I think he's going to be the guy that's going to Whoa. have to, to sit out there and, and they're going to go, the the Smith uh, whether it's uh, Zadarius Smith or Preston Smith, early in this game, he's not going to get any help. And they're going to see how it rolls, and if it if it doesn't roll the right way, well then now you're going to see an adjustment in the game plan. Again, that that's something that you know do you uh, put a tackle over? I mean, you take you took Joe Looney over there. Do you chip? Do you put another tight end over there? Do you make these guys have to rush wide? You know, that's really what the, the key is with the way that the Smiths. Uh, alternate. They don't stand the same side. They go back and forth. Preston Smith has rushed against Lyle Collins, so that might be something that they want to say. Okay, let's let's keep it over there, and then put uh, Zadarius Smith, put him on the other side against Cam Fleming. He's more of a power rusher. You know, his first step. He's not really an explosive guy. He's not a guy that gets the edge. He tries to get you in the middle and then work from there. So. You know, Cam Fleming can have some problems sitting down at times. He could get walked back into the pocket. Yeah, that would be a concern for me from the pass blocking aspect of it.
3: So we know the Patriots and the Chiefs are like the class of the AFC. It's a little more muddled in the NFC. And I know you watch all this tape on getting ready for the Cowboys and really focusing on the Cowboys. Yeah. But from what you've seen through four weeks, who's the best team in the NFC?
2: The best team in the NFC. I mean,. I tell you, what is okay, with Drew Brees, I mean, him playing, I think the Saints have, you know, clearly on defense, the weapons that they have, their offensive line, you know, I I think that that, you know, for them to go in Seattle and win with a backup quarterback tells you a lot about what's going on up there. Uh, You know, I, I still feel like that the Rams have the best personnel. I think the 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers did a great job of going in there and kind of knocking them around yeah. a little bit, you know, and uh, give Bruce Arians some a game plan credit for there. They had a uh, him and Todd Bowles did a super job. They had to score a ton of points, but they were able to kind of hold things up there and did a nice job. Uh, you know, Seattle continues to amaze me with what they do with Russell Wilson, the fact that he doesn't throw interceptions, his ability to run, the pressure. Now, they got out of a game last night where a 44-yard field goal should have beaten them, but they don't. So it is uh, a really muddled situation. But the best, the best team that I've seen, uh, you know, on tape, and that's, again, with Drew Brees, and that was with Drew Brees playing against the, uh, against the Houston Texans. I thought the Saints were really, really good.
1: All right, uh talking to Brian brought us on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan, and I saw you swat this out to midcourt on Twitter, and so I want to give you a chance to do it for our listeners. Sure. We talked about an article in the USA Today that really <laughs> oversimplified things, and it was almost as if they were painting this picture. And national shows have taken off with of this, that yeah. if the Cowboys are in shotgun, they're passing. And right. if Dak's under center, they're running, and it's as simple as that. That's what's so predictable about this team. So we'd love to let you address that.
2: Wish it was that easy, but when they get in uh, shotgun, they run read option. It's a big part of what they do. I mean, they they run in, run out of shotgun, and then when they go in, one of the best things that Dak does is when they get under the center, is they run play action, where he fakes the ball, and and then you know he is he takes us two real long steps, he shows the ball, pulls it, and then now you've got you got safeties, you've got linebackers, you got everything, everybody uh, adjusting to that. So yeah, I mean it's uh, it's not that simple. They do they, they run they run out of shotgun and they also they throw play action out of underneath center. I mean they throw they do waggles boots. You know they do all kinds of things from underneath center. So uh, I I don't know who exactly did the study. I think you said USA Today, right? Yeah, I mean which I, which bad USA writer did this? See, <laughs> that's the, that's
3: the thing is like I always think this you, isn't a pro football focus thing, was it? Where I lost the guy was uh, and I don't even have his name uh he might be a great intern maybe he might be a great dude so i'm not trying to kill a guy but here's where (laughs) where he lost me in the article when he said uh full disclosure i lost my notes for the last eight games of last season (laughs) no he said that yeah he said that
2: and he's writing for the usa today yes yes Came oh, down wow. on their Cowboys wire. Oh, okay. So that, that's a shame. That's a shame. The young man are, it doesn't deserve another opportunity if he can't keep up with his notes. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the thing about it is, though, if you just watch the team play, I mean, you simply just sit down and you don't need the all 22. Just go watch the game, just watch the TV games. You could see what Kellen Moore tries to do underneath center and then what he does in shotgun. I mean, they will run a ton of that read option stuff out of shotgun. You know, hand it off at a shotgun. So, yeah, I, I feel sorry for the young man. I, I hope he doesn't work for us here at DallasCowboys.com.
1: <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. And I, I'm assuming you're following this, maybe you're not, uh, but I know you're a man that probably grew up with a high degree of reverence for Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Um, are you following that story and what's gone on there? No,
2: I, it's disappointing when, you know, when I could say I was one of the guys like you that really my sports, I didn't have really ESPN or anything growing up as a kid, not till 1979. But I mean I as a kid I remember having Sports Illustrated every week you know and one of the great things was my mom and dad got me that subscription and yep. and I you know and and that was there were so many great writers you know Uh, on in Sports Illustrated that you could kind of they would tell the story I mean this is my halftime highlights used to be Monday night football with Howard Cosell right and that was for only like for four minutes maybe at that and I didn't know what the the Buffalo Bills played at Orchard Park well then I learned you know where they were because of those highlights but yeah I I, Sports Illustrated was my way of not only keeping up with baseball keeping up with basketball those great uh, the clashes between the Celtics and the Lakers Mm -hmm. back in the day and then also you know the old Cincinnati Reds and and their teams with the Red Sox and all that. So, yeah, Sports Illustrated was kind of my window to the sports world before uh, television came along.
1: Yeah, really, really sad that – so many good qualified journalists are yeah. losing their gigs, man. It sucks.
2: Well, it's that. That's the. It's a shame because it's the. It's the day and age we live in. We don't pay attention very long. I. I. i My mom is 75 years old, and I, she still laughs about getting ink on her hands from reading the newspaper. <laughs> and I think not. A, none of not. A, not enough of us get ink on our hands anymore. I think that's a problem.
1: I agree with you, Broadus. Yep. Hey, have a great weekend, man. Thank you, boys. Appreciate your time. Great questions from y'all. There he goes, Brian Broadus. Always a joy to talk to him. We do it every Friday at one. Okay, Ben and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, there's plenty of NFL games coming up this weekend that we have not addressed yet. We'll get into those right here on The Fan.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: All right. Happy Football Friday, everybody. It's the Ben and Skin Show 105.3. The Fan. Appreciate Broadus jumping on, getting us ready for Cowboys, Packers. We got other NFL games to look at. I do want to mention this. I told a story earlier, an embarrassing story about not having cash with me. And so I was at a car wash, and I didn't have cash, and it was just I told the story because it was terribly awkward for me yes. to not have cash because the I felt terrible. Yes. So I'm going back to a car wash today, and I'm going to tip a guy that, helped, that cleaned my car after I already paid for the car wash just because I feel so bad about having not had cash there, which is a running story on our show. And a guy is texting in, just blowing me up, telling me I'm the biggest scumbag in the universe, and I don't have compassion for the working man because I didn't care that I didn't tip him. Well... Actually, I'm going back today to tip him, so in your face. Well, the, and the real conundrum, though, for you, Ben, is if you get there and that guy's not there, do you trust one of his coworkers to <laughs> give them the $5 bill, or will you go to this car wash every day for the rest of your life? I mean, yeah. if I care about the working man, I will, so this, yes, lot, I will. It's a lot like the watch that was carried in the butt. Yeah, I think, I think, I think of Christopher I Walken. have to ask someone to carry the $5 in their butt? <laughs> Listen— uh, this is the problem with the world. People are angry, and they just want a place to vent. And yes. Maybe it's texting us. Maybe it's social media, but people are looking for, how dare you? Right. If it's the first time anyone's ever evaluating me as a human being, they're grinding their teeth while they're doing it there's a good chance they probably were already angry before they had to deal with me and my crazy world. Or it's sexual. Let's dive into the rest of the NFL games, part two of Around the NFL. We just covered some games earlier. Now we're going to cover the remaining games. a bring on the NFL Films music. And let's dive in with Ravens at Steelers. Lamar Jackson Ooh. against Mason Rudolph. Now, I just want to ask you guys yeah. this. Is Mason Rudolph no. legit? No. no. It, are, are this, <laughs> he's not. The worst move in the history of the NFL was the Steelers trading their first-round pick for a slot corner-slash-safety because they had Mason Rudolph on deck. They could have just tanked and got a real one, but it's, they
3: have a winning culture there that they want to keep going, their skin. It's serious. I'm, I'm not even saying tanking.
1: They're not going to win games.
3: This game's interesting because now the Steelers do a lot of Wildcat. Uh, so, seriously, they get the quarterback off the field? What is
1: happening? What? What, what are they doing? Why this not? It's so... They're better with that. No, but I'm saying... It's just an admission. What? They made that trade after Roethlisberger got hurt. It is, it is insane. Or, well, hold to on. To be would... fair, they can win that division. No, they can't. They can't? Dog, they cannot. Who's going to beat them? They've beaten since. Who's going to beat the Steelers? And that Cleveland division. and Baltimore are both better than the Steelers, dude. I don't disagree. Then you just asked who's going to beat them. We'll Those two teams that are better are going to beat them. to a
3: half-beard bet, then I will bet the Steelers beat the Ravens.
1: I'll go half-butt
3: bet. I don't
1: know what that I would like other. to see you explaining that on the Mavs broadcast <laughs> Why you be. have a half beard. Well, guys, I felt strongly that the point. Steelers couldn't win their division. <laughs> oh, there's Porzingis with I the had, down screen. I had to impress my Pittsburgh friends. <laughs> and and it, it makes you wonder. <laughs> whatever happened Whatever happened to Ryan Switzer? Is he He's, he's there. still in the mix, yeah, but he's damn. not doing anything. Well, they don't have anybody to get him the ball, Ben, and that's because they traded their first-round <laughs> pick for a safety-slash-slot <laughs> guy. They still
3: let him return punts and stuff. Uh-huh. Minka's a cool name. That's kind of who he is, though. He's kind of a punt return guy. What round pick was he? Fourth? fourth? That was a miss. Well, it was going to be either him or it was going to be Donnell Pumphrey. You guys hear anything about D-Pump?
1: <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. I mean, that's heard. a pretty good product. Guys, let's move on to the next game on the docket. Uh, This is a a battle of uh, teams that are on opposite ends of the spectrum. The Patriots are 4-0, going against the Redskins who are 0-4. The Patriots are allowing 6.8 points per game. That's best in the NFL. The Skins are giving up 29.3 points per game. That's second worst in the NFL, and we have it on good authority as the quarterback carousel goes, they couldn't decide is it going to be Colt McCoy? Is it going to be Case Keenum? Is it going to be Dwayne Haskins? It's going to be Colt McCoy this week, right? It is going to be Colt McCoy. Has... Now, I'm more fired up about that. Like, that's a big what are you doing? What
3: Pittsburgh's doing is trying to win.
1: Well, I think it's possible that they're trying not to get their rookie quarterback destroyed. In other words, Colt McCoy is a guy who's sustained a lot of injuries, so it's okay to roll him out there. Story came out today, and it was from somewhere else than the guy I saw it
3: from. I saw it from Evan Silva of Roto World. Uh, but he had a story uh, where he's talking about... Basically, it's out there. Oh, here, here's the quote. A person with knowledge of Jay Gruden's thinking has confirmed that the head coach did not want Dwayne Haskins. Haskins was handpicked by Redskins owner Dan Snyder. That's from the Washington Post. Well, that'll probably work out well. Now, I thought... I thought Jay Gruden was holding off on playing Haskins. I thought he was trying to protect him, and he's, he might be. Yeah. And it was just pressure to put him in the game, so finally he said put him in the game.
1: You know and what? And now they're going to go with Colt McCoy? Hold on, What though. are they doing? No, you just said something that makes a lot of sense to me that I had not considered before, because my thought all along was if Jay Gruden wants to keep his job, he needs to play the rookie quarterback because you can always say, well, rookie quarterback, that's what happens. However, if the owner handpicked the rookie quarterback and it blows up in your face, he's going to blame the coach. So maybe that's why. he's just, Dude, he's in no man's land. He's not going to see. their. When is their break? Is he going to get fired during their break?
3: Gruden's quote was, I've got to do what's best for him. And he was trying not to play him, though. Because he knew that Haskins wasn't ready.
1: And he's going to get destroyed. There
3: had been talk about Haskins not ready in meetings. He's just not seeing things fast enough in meetings Mm -hmm. during practice during the week. Looks like they have a week 10 bye. Will Burden
1: see Week 10. They might be 0-10. All right, let's oh. move on to the next game on the docket. It's the Jags at the Panthers, both teams 2-2, two and two. both teams with Ooh. young quarterbacks. Gardner Minshew, the sixth-rounder out of Washington State. He's got the highest quarterback rating for a rookie quarterback after four games in the modern Super Bowl era. He also has the highest rating, uh, quarterback rating in the red zone in all the NFL, so he's getting it done with a crazy headband uh, and chest hair. Uh, and he's going up against Kyle Allen uh, of the Panthers who, look, he's been impressive. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, he's, I, I, I don't I know what, he, I think he had a bunch of fumbles last week, but I did not watch the game. So I'm talking out of my skin, butt here. he's been good. I yeah. mean, it's, he's been good enough to say, do we really need to keep paying Cam Newton all this money since Cam Newton's kind of breaking down? So here's the, one of the things I look at when a quarterback comes out of nowhere and they throw him in there and he has a little bit of success. And this is probably very narrowly focused. I get it. I'm not breaking this down, but is the guy making difficult throws consistently? He's checkdown guy, and uh, who Kyle Allen's checkdown guy. But Minshew is Minshew's not. Is ripping it down the field. Minshew is oh, yeah. ripping it. Minshew's d- current career completion percentage is sixty-nine point four twenty percent. Ah, that matches. Very nice. I think. Look, very early. I think he's legit. I don't, I'm not sitting here saying he's going to be some great quarterback, but I think he is. Kyle. In- no, oh Minshew. Minshew, I think he's an NFL quarterback. To where, if we're still doing this show and we haven't been moved to overnights five years from now, he'll still be in the league with a with a with a job. Who? Kyle Allen? No, I'm just kidding. Damn it, <laughs> <Ben>. <laughs> Minshew.
0: <laughs> Which one?
1: What? Which one of these guys?
3: Just me kidding. or Ben? This is the expansion bowl. <laughs> These teams were when they were added. The Panthers and the Jaguars, and then their their colorful team back in 1995. Is that when they? Well, added That's this? a current story. Yeah, and that's what you breaking this. <laughs> it's really news the only right interesting now, thing <laughs> about this game to me. Jalen Ramsey's not playing. Christian McCaffrey last week had 27 carries and 10 catches. Yeah, I don't think he needs to be getting 40 touches a game. But as I mentioned and broke uh, on the station, you know, about a month ago. You know his off-season regimen of getting that trailer hitch installed on his lower back, so he could work out hard in the summer.
1: They totally paying right. off. No, dude, they told him, "Hey, you're gonna get 40 touches a game. Go ahead and get jacked up." His workload is this: uh, 27.8 touches uh, per week so that's crazy if you remove week 17 last season he's averaging uh he's been on fire obviously he's on pace for 444 touches this year 100 receptions and 2500 plus yards. there's only been seven seasons of 444 touches in football history his option. by options, the way demarco murray was one in 2014 it worked out really well for demarco he exploded back onto the scene never again his now, he had a good half season for the titans right uh Half DeMarco? Season. Yeah, he nah, went to he went to Philly and then farted around and then he had wasn't a good, awesome. But I thought he had a four game stretch where he was mediocre. Yeah. And then he was
3: broadcasted for a year and then he's like, nah, I don't want to do that. Now I'm a coach.
1: Where's he coaching? I didn't know this. Like Arizona or something. Okay. Next game okay. on the docket. Uh it is gonna be the Falcons at one and three going uh, to Houston to play the Texans who are two and two. The Texans have forced a turnover in seventeen consecutive games. They had three strip sacks last week and last week alone. However, their offensive line has sucked. Despite a first-round draft, didn't they draft the lineman in the first round? Well, dude, they added Tunsil and they, they traded Laramie Tunsil. Tunsil. They so they did, I don't to. think they had a first-round pick. Okay, well, they've added, they've restocked their offensive line, and they've already allowed 18 sacks, third most in the NFL. Can you imagine if they had it added, Tunsil? Okay, okay. Oh, so, oh sorry, I'm sorry. They did. They took Titus Howard. I'm the draft guy now. You, you are Arlene. the draft okay, guy. Good. Ben, I'd like to see what good you job, think. Ben. I had uh, a first-round grade on him, guys. I've been needing someone else to take that over. <laughs> That's a lot of work. So, um, so and, ask Houston not, fans.
3: It, what? Ask Houston
1: fans. No, nah, i tell you. they will tell you that he's
3: holding on to the ball too long.
1: Nah, I'm good. I don't want to ask them. I don't Landry. Yeah, I don't want to. Talk so, to what them. I do want to talk about though is we were talking about Pittsburgh and their curious decision. And I realize it's coach making the decisions with no GM. But you talk about going all in. That's why they, they're the ones that lost to Carolina last week and scored like ten points or whatever it was. That's really questionable, dude. They gave up their entire future to win it all this he year. He was the one making the deal. I know they so shouldn't let your head coach make those deals. Um, interesting about
3: Atlanta because I heard that uh, Falcons owner Arthur Blank is going to be taking a shovel to the game. So we'll see if. Uh, keep our thoughts and prayers with the Quinn family. Oh, you saying he's fired? Oh, who gets fired sooner, Quinn? If they're or... one and four. Or does Dan Quinn keep his job? Quinn or Gruden, with dirt cutter on staff, ready to be a coach? Quinn or Gruden, who gets who gets fired faster? Dan Quinn.
1: All right, that's bold. I like it. Let's half go. Uh,
3: yeah, let's go half sideburn bet. Oh, right. oh, Falcons do have the Cardinals next week, guys. And then the Rams and Seahawks. So, oh my God. So they're gonna go one and three. They're gonna go one and they They're gonna be two and six to start the oh, year. Oh, that's beautiful.
1: All right. Next game on the docket. Broncos at 0 and four. Go to uh, play the Chargers at two and two. Melvin Gordon returns to action. Uh he will play this week, right?
3: I think so. Did he get he touches last week? I don't know. No, he's active, know. but he, did they play him? He no. was only
1: active because Justin Jackson was out of the lineup, so they brought him in as like a, uh emergency thing that they
2: never needed against the Dolphins.
3: Yeah, he'll play this week. I doubt he starts. I miss Eckler's the guy. Eh. No need to really mess around with it, to be honest.
2: Eckler's crushing it.
3: But it's Denver, so who cares? They might just like, hey, let's get Melvin some touches, get him back in the mix. It's
1: the good, the good team to do it against. Their run defense sucks. Yep. Yeah, Broncos right. are
3: tanking it. Take, need to tank. They hard. They lost Chubb. They need to tank hard and go
1: get Herbert, Justin Herbert. See, actually, now I'm, I understand what the uh, Steelers were doing. They're like, there's no way that we can be as bad as the Dolphins or the Redskins. There's so six teams are we tanking? Right. The Dolphins and the Skins aren't. I think. Oh, maybe. Oh my God, does Washington play? They play Miami this year. So oh yeah, it's what? Like,
3: it's in December.
1: So that'll Ooh. be the tank bowl. Yeah. And so Pittsburgh's like, at worst, we're going to be three. Let's go ahead and trade that third pick for a safety <laughs> slash slot guy. Awesome. All right, next game on the docket. This is going to be the Sunday night game. The Colts are going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Colts two and two. Chiefs four and zero. Oh. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, Pat Mahomes, actually similar stats. Is as that right? crazy as that is, uh, it's it's nuts. Jacoby Brissett. Ten touchdowns to two interceptions. Pat Mahomes, ten touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh I'm surprised Mahomes only has ten touchdowns. Well, he just we went the whole game without any last oh, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's I right. My bad. Week. Yep, yep. Jacoby you know.
3: Brissett's interesting because I'm on the outside over here going. And he was in the DAC draft. I'm on the outside thinking they shouldn't have gotten beat by the Raiders last week, but I'm not going to sit here and lie on the air And I, it's like I watched a lot of that game. I watched so. zero
1: of it. I mean, I it was on the red zone. I mean, they'd flash
3: over there, and then the Colts would be making bad decisions.
1: And they don't have Ty Hilton. Ty Hilton missed last yeah. week with a quad. He has not practiced uh, this week unless he practiced today, which I didn't see. But
3: yeah, Ty was like top ten in the league in red zone percentage, so they were using him when it was time. You know, when it was time to party down there. So.
1: The Chiefs are the fifth team ever to start 4-0 with 400 yards of offense in all four games. Man, I'm really starting to become more and more interested in just, like, not being wowed by the Chiefs, but just in general liking them. Yeah, I mean, obviously Mahomes is fun to watch. But, God, that, those Andy Reid stories yesterday were so gold. You
3: like Andy Reid? You like Andy Reid? It'll be his 200th victory, and then I think we need to all take him seriously from now on.
1: Tyree Kill returned to practice this week. He won't play in this game, okay? but he's close to coming back. Doesn't it feel like every time there's some injury, the guys are coming back way sooner than we ever thought they would? I don't think injuries are real anymore. Load no. management.
3: Yep. <laughs> uh, Shippy says Dolphins Redskins is next week, by the way.
1: Yep. The oh, tank, is that right? And the Tank Bowl. Can't wait. Oh, my God, I love the Tank Bowl. But. All right, that'll that'll do it, guys. The only, nights, let's let's th- go over some of the games we already went over. Oh, the only oh, other game is Monday night, and we'll cover that on Monday. He's right. I Kevin. didn't choose a KT fun tweets fun game of the Ooh, week. Ooh, yeah, fun butt game. Now,
3: am I allowed to pick Packers Cowboys? Because that's clearly the, the best game. Yeah, it's clearly it's not even close. What is the
1: Sunday night game? I forgot. But guys, I'm uh, gonna go ahead <laughs>
3: just for appeal. Monday night could be fun too, but I'm not, we'll talk about that on Monday.
1: Yeah, Browns 49 ers I am choosing Colts this
3: week Sunday night. Saints Buccaneers is the KT Fun Tweets Fun Game of the Week. Are the Saints for real? We saw that defense, and then we get an offense in Tampa Bay that put up forty okay. plus points. It's I wasn't
1: sure that it was until you asked the question. Are the Saints for real? That's something that's making me reconsider it, dude. It's are Cowboys Are you choosing the Gangers? Are you choosing your game? I'm choosing
3: Cowboys No, I'm sure not allowed to choose the
1: Cowboy game. I'm allowed to do whatever I want. How about Bills Titans? Well, it, it takes away right. the intrigue of your game. I love defense. Well, dude, there's two good games this week, and you picked the other one. So what do you want me to do? Pick, pick a crap game? Pick Raven Steelers. I'll take Raven Steelers, Kevin. Cardinals Everyone's going to be Bengals. dialed in on that. Did the Steelers make a good decision? In What's Aquari- your sponsor? How are you tagging this? This is Skin Wade's Explosive Fart Butt Fun Game of the Week. Oh, That's, I have the wow. fun game. Okay, I like what Skin said Pain's better than fantastic. I appreciate you appreciating me. Explosive fart butt. Uh, that's something that yours. happened to KT earlier. Oh, I'm taking. Uh, well, it's tough. It's really between Bills, Titans, and Cardinals, Bengals, but I'll go for with Bills, Titans because of the long rivalry
3: between those teams. Oh, mm-hmm. you talking you're right. about all oh, Music Day, yeah. Music City Miracle? Yeah. Frank yeah. Wycheck. Yep. I hear you.
1: Ooh, this is, that is that tough. Uh, yes, of course, of course, it's a horse. Of course. <laughs> Let's
3: go to the horse in studio.
1: Oh, yeah, there's not Ahead. a lot of there's not a lot of good games. I was looking around to see what my fun-butt, fart-butt game of the week would be, the nut-crunch game of the week. they <laughs> can three, take Cardinals-Bengals. And there's only three games that aren't happening at noon for some reason. Yeah, it's least, a really it's not, weird I mean, Red zone's going to be lit. Jets-Eagles, I mean, okay, so the Jets <laughs> suck. Vikings-Giants, Giants suck, and the Vikings sucks. Bucks-Saints, nah, Viking. I see why you made the fun-butt game. Go Vikings-Giants. Bears-Raiders, good God. Yeah. Bills-Titans. Seriously, don't be Let's a just pee. cancel hey, this mine. week.
3: You can't take Bills Titans out. Cancel of the week. Just yeah, cancel right. the week. The no, Cowboy right. the week. There's 10 games Cow- all at once. Cowboy he's right. Game. Turn red zone on. Cowboy be games be the only game
1: that matters and then we'll have Monday night football. What are you talking about? Uh, coming this up week's going to suck. I have you-verse. Thank you. Coming up next, what <laughs> on is on the G-Bag Nation? That's coming up next on 105.3 <laughs> The Fan before-
0: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you,